0: As the worship team continue to softly sing that, before we pray, I want to just say that we are praying very uh, intentionally for our country and for this state and for states all over this country and, in fact, people all over the world. We have witnessed some things in the last few days that have been uplifting to see people protest in a powerful way for a justifiable cause. And then we've seen things that have been disturbing. We have heard from leaders who have been inspiring. Then we've heard from leaders who have been very disappointing to hear their rhetoric, what they were saying. And I thought about this, and God led me to this verse before we pray in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and verse 14. See, we all are familiar with that verse. And I've had so many people over the last several days text me this verse and says, pray on this. But then I thought about something, Brother Bill, that came to my attention. Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter and the 14th verse, there are four things in this one verse that God says, if the people of God will do, then he will hear from heaven. And he will forgive their sin and he will heal their land. But here's what jumped out at me. And I've read this verse for years and preached from it over and over again. And God said this to me last night, having watched the news to two o'clock in the morning. God says the missing link is the first thing I ask them to do in this verse. And I says, I got it, Lord. He says, if they would humble themselves. Four things he asks in this one verse but the first of the four things was that if we would humble ourselves and I says that is it God says from the White House to the State House to the pulpits many people are speaking out but they're not speaking out in humility a lot of people are doing it to to further their own political agenda or help them get more followers on social media. And even from the pulpit, people are trying to be profound just so they can be famous. And God says, we miss the first thing. first thing I ask is that if they would humble themselves. And so I want you to join me as we pray tonight our prayer is that we do what God asks us to do first. Woo. That we humble ourselves. And it's no longer who's the greatest. It is no longer whose party are you supporting and whose side are you on. We are on the Lord's side. We are humbling ourselves before the Lord. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. Even in the midst of these trying times we understand that you are still in charge God we hear your word we we have uplifted your word in second chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 but you says if my people that are called by my name the first thing you said for us to do was to humble ourselves so here we are Lord hmm. And it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter who gets the most clicks. Doesn't matter who has the most followers. What matters the most is that you get the glory. Have your way. Heal the land. We can't do it. The president can't do it. Governors can't do it. State senators, mayors, county council, city council. School board members, pastors, we cannot do it. You would have to do it. And you said in your word, you will only do it if we would humble ourselves. And so this is our prayer. Help us walk in humility. Help the president become humble. The governors, myself, other ministers, other local leaders, let us walk in humility, Lord. And watch you heal the land. But this is our prayer in your name. We pray and give thanks. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, worship with the team just a little bit
1: more. Yeah, 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 yeah. all the worship. Yeah, come on, tell them, say, hi, love. Come on, tell him, say, I just want to say that I love you more than me. Come on, mean it this time when you say, I just want to say, I just want to say that I love you more than
0: anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our worship team, our praise team. Thank you. To all of them who have led us in worship. Amen. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On tonight, God has given us a very special uh, message that we want to share and it ties into the sermon that we shared on Sunday. Sunday was the seventh message. uh, It was the sixth message, I'm sorry, in the series, God's Stimulus Package. The message Sunday was entitled, "When We Wait on the Lord." When we Wait on the Lord." Tonight's lesson ties into Sunday's message. Tonight's message is entitled, "Waiting on Your Blessing." It's Tuesday night we want to share with you from the subject "Waiting. On your blessing. There is a powerful example in the scripture as it relates to waiting and it involves the testimony of a man by the name of Caleb. Caleb was one of the faithful followers of the Lord and also he followed the leadership of Moses. Many of you remember Caleb from Numbers chapter 13 when when he and Joshua went to spy out the land and 10 of the 12 spies said that the land is as God said it was, but we are not able to overcome the enemy, the giants that are in the land. It was Caleb and Joshua who saw the same thing the others saw. But they reached a different conclusion. They said that we saw the land. And it was as God said. We saw the giants in the land. The others are not exaggerating about the giants. But then Caleb and Joshua reached the conclusion, by the help of God, we are well able to possess the land. The crowd brought the report. Of those who were negative, And as a result the people wandered in the wilderness. For 40 long years. But God. At that time. Made a promise to Caleb. Listen I want you to hear me those of you. That are viewing this. God made a promise to Caleb. Caleb was at that time, 40 years old. God promised Caleb that when the children of Israel go to the promised land, I will give you the highlands. I will give you the mountains. That's why the graphic that you saw with the subject show mountains. Then there's an eagle flying across those mountains Shows it symbolizes waiting on the Lord. God promised Caleb uh, that I'll give you the best land. The, the mountainous area was the desirable land because it was the land that was fortified. It was hard for enemies to attack. They would have to climb the mountain in order to get to you. And so everybody desired the mountain land. God promised Caleb. Listen to this, this is the heart of the whole lesson tonight. God promised Caleb, because of your faithfulness and your faith, I'm gonna give you the best land. You and your family will inherit this land. But time went on, Caleb became older. It took 40 years Wandering in the wilderness for the children of Israel to even step foot on the promised land. It took another five years for Moses to divide the land. They had to conquer the land and others. uh, Joshua uh, had to lead through the conquering of the land. Moses was now dead. Joshua led the effort to drive the enemy out of the promised land. 40 plus five years, 45 years, no land. 45 years, no homeland, no mountainous area. How many people would have given up over those 45 years? Here is Caleb's testimony Joshua chapter 14. The text begins in verse six, but I want to begin with verse seven. Here is Caleb now speaking to Joshua. Remember, the subject is waiting on your blessing. Verse seven, Caleb says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, listen to this, Caleb said, but as for me, I wholeheartedly follow the Lord, my God. Then verse number nine. So that day, Caleb is speaking to Joshua. Joshua was there. He says, so that day, Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan, which you were just walking will be granted unto you as the land. He says, Moses promised me this land and that of your descendants. Forever. The end of that verse again, nine said, Because Moses said, Caleb, you wholeheartedly follow the Lord, my God. Verse number 10, Caleb looks Joshua in the eyes and said, Now as you can see, <laughs> the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all of these. 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness today, I am 85 years old. (laughs) Verse number 11. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. 45 years later, my strength has not wavered and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. And then Caleb utters these words. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as a scout, we went and found the descendants of Anak living there. And the towns were walled up. But if the Lord is with me, (laughs) I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So verse 13, so Joshua blessed Caleb, the son of Jephuniah, and gave Hebron to him as a portion of the land. Hebron still belongs, and I want to end here, to the descendants of Caleb. The blessings of waiting, waiting on your blessing, waiting on your blessing. Listen, one of the most important exhortations in the Bible is to wait on the Lord. I'm speaking perhaps to some of you who've gone through some traumatic things in your life, perhaps there are some things that you have endured. It is also one of the most difficult things to do is to wait on the Lord. Let me tell you about waiting. Waiting goes against the over-anxious nature of human beings. Waiting goes against the over anxious nature of who we are. One of my favorite books that I've read recently is written by Thomas Freeman. And it is a book that I highly recommend to anyone. It's a secular book. I, 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 I love it. And it says, thank you for being late. Thomas Freeman, as you know, is a renowned author He writes this book and in this book, Thomas Freeman talks about the advantages of standing still. One of the things that jumps out to me and I've referred it to my sons and my friends and everyone. I says, read this book and I'll refer it particular to every religious leader, although it's not a religious book. It's a secular book. But what it does is that it talks about When things slow down in this accelerated society that we're living in, some of your greatest blessings happens when things slow down, when you're late. (laughs) He says, and there's a wonderful story in there and I won't give it away, that he talks about a man uh, who was going to this meeting and he ran late. And because he ran late, he met an ordinary person at a parking lot and that turned into a conversation that turned into a business opportunity that turned into millions of dollars. And he writes the book, thank you for being late. That if he had not been late, if he had not been slowed down by his conversation with this man, he would have missed out on his blessings. God says to me that even the best of us as faith walkers, at times we become impatient. And although we walk in the spirit, we must still live this life in what Paul calls earthen vessels. And because we're human and we are earthen vessels, we are impatient. In fact, the biblical definition of waiting is to hope, to expect to look eagerly and patiently to endure the passage of time. Please look at that again. I put it up as a cutout so you could see it. It is to hope, to expect, to look eagerly and patiently to endure the passage of time. One of the things that living longer and getting older teaches you. It teaches you the value and the virtue of patience and waiting. That's the book that Thomas Freeman writes. Sometimes God says that you think your delay uh, was your hindrance. And God said your delay was designed by God to get you into a certain place. Sometimes it's not until things slowed down. perhaps to some, this shutdown, this shut in, this shelter in place, was absolutely the best thing that could have happened to you. See, faith assures you that your blessing is coming. I want you to hear this. Faith assures you. That your blessing is coming. But patience. Allows you to wait on it. Hear this again. Faith is the assurance. That is coming. <laughs> but patience. Allows you. To wait on it. And even if you don't have the assur- Even if you have the assurance. And you don't have the patience. Oftentimes. We miss out. On our blessings. The biblical perspective of waiting has more to do with our attitude. Listen to this. It's another cutout that I want you to look at. Take a screenshot of it. The biblical perspective, not the worldly perspective, not not the political perspective, but the biblical perspective. And and leave this on there for a little while, because I want everyone to get a chance to see it, because I need you to apply to your life. My millennial generation, uh, baby boomer generation, whoever you are, listen to this. The biblical perspective of waiting has more to do with one's attitudes and character than it does with one's physical position. It's not about how much money you have, how strong you are. Uh, It's about your attitude and your character. That's what waiting is all about. It is about, I don't mind waiting. Though he slay me, yet will I wait on the Lord. Yet will I trust him. I'll wait until my change comes. Job 14 and 14. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, will I wait on my change to come? In this text, in this text tonight, In this special Tuesday night message. It involves a man by the name of Caleb. Caleb was a very interesting person. Caleb wasn't one. There are are no books in the Bible written by Caleb. Uh, Caleb was not Joshua. He was Caleb. (laughs) And that's what being patient allows you to do. it it allows you to be comfortable in your own skin. Because see, there could have been friction there between Caleb and Joshua. Both of them were young. Both of them were faithful. Both of them uh, followed the Lord wholeheartedly. But Joshua, not Caleb, was chosen as Moses' successor. That did not bother Caleb one bit because he knew what God had called him to be. Oh, I wish I had time to just stay there. I I need a room full of young people to say, whoever you are, whatever God has for you, understand the blessings of being Caleb. You don't have to be a Joshua to be blessed. Caleb inherited something that even Joshua did not. Get, Because Caleb knew who he was and was comfortable in who God had called him to be and what God had called him to be. Caleb was one of the 12 spies, as we said earlier, that went to spy the land. He was from the tribe of Judah. Now, my Bible scholars perhaps understand the significance of this. Judah was a powerful tribe. But what distinguished Judah, perhaps above all the others, is that they were the worshipers. They were the praisers. They were the ones that preceded the army of Jehoshaphat. And God says, send Judah first. Caleb was from the tribe of Judah. So Caleb was a worshiper. Caleb was a praiser. Caleb had a relationship with God. Caleb and Joshua stood up against the majority. What made Caleb special was he stood up for what was right, even when others would not. Caleb had a different perspective than those who did not have the faith that Caleb had. Twelve spies, the same land, looking at the same thing. And yet 10 of them reached one conclusion and two of them saw the same thing, but knew deep down in their spirit that we are well able to overcome this. That was Caleb. Caleb had a special spirit. And when others looked at the problems, Caleb remembered the promise. let me say that again. Other people look at the problems. You remember the promise. Other people said, oh, I've got problems. My light bills due and my mortgages due and I'm not sure if I'm going to ever return to my job. These are problems but faith walkers remember the promise. The promise is that are, I've been young and I am old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed to bed bread. Promises God will do what God has promised to do. And now listen to the text as we uh, wrap up this story on Caleb. Caleb was now 85 years old. Please don't miss this. 45 years ago. Pastor Mac, God made Caleb a promise. How many people out there that are looking at me right now can honestly say that you have the patience to wait 45 years? Some of you are going steer crazy right now after 45 days, after four weeks, after after just four days. Forty five years. Caleb waited on the blessing of the Lord. Remember, he trusts God in a way that nobody else did. Eighty five years Oh, Caleb is about to get what God has promised him. (laughs) 85 years old. God is about to bless Caleb in a way uh, that only God could do. Now, Joshua and Caleb, they are talking about the division of the promised land. And Caleb reminds Joshua of what God had promised him. Listen, there are three powerful key takeaways in today's message that I want to share with you. And then we want to pray with you. We want to touch and agree virtually that God will give you the patience to wait on your blessing. Three powerful key takeaways on this. Number one is this. The first takeaway is that Caleb Did not mind waiting. Please hear this. Caleb did not mind waiting. Some people are waiting, but you don't like it. Some people are waiting because you have no choice. There's a difference between waiting on the Lord and you feel as if you are stuck in a situation. Some people without faith call, you're being stuck, I'm waiting on the Lord. Fact is, you really aren't. Caleb did not mind waiting, no matter how long it took. He waited for his blessing for 45 years. 45 years. Ooh. Could you imagine the family of Caleb saying to him after year 10, man, what's up with this? You told us that we would inherit a great promised uh, land that God had given you, and we have nothing now. 45 years. He wait. In fact, this is important. Someone pointed this out uh, years ago as I read this. He wasn't a spring chicken when he received the promise. Not that 40 years is old, as old as I, I get. I say that's a young person, but he didn't get the promise until he was 40. Good God almighty, to all of my millennial are wonderful, faithful believers. God didn't even tell him what he would do for him until he was 40 years old. And then God made him wait 45 years. But here's the key to the text. Verse 14 says this. He wholeheartedly followed the Lord his God. Ha. Look at that first one again. It says that he wholeheartedly, as we put that first takeaway back on the screen. I will, Caleb did not mind waiting. I have a question for all of you that are there now. Do your mind waiting? I didn't ask you, are you waiting? I'm asking you this, do your mind waiting? I didn't ask you, are you stuck in the house? I'm asking you, do your mind. I'm not asking you, I know you haven't been to church in a long time, but do your mind. I'm not asking you. uh, I know you're in a certain location and you want to get out of there, but you're still there after 10, 11 weeks. But here's the question. (laughs) Pastor, that's a trick question. What do you mean, do I mind? I miss my church folk. Maybe God is doing something in your life that you don't even know about. God says, I am I am doing something to you. I, I'm I'm gonna show you the last uh takeaway of what Caleb became. Caleb became something that only God could do. But the key was Caleb did not mind waiting. And he wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Second key takeaway is this. <laughs> While he waited. Please look at this. While Caleb waited. ah, Please keep this one on the board. Go to this picture in picture if you have to. Because I want, that's right, I want y'all to see this. While he waited, the Lord preserved and protected him. Caleb says, I am as strong today as I was 45 years ago. How many people can say, I wish I could say that. If I I said it, Bill, I think y'all know I'm exaggerating. I mean, there, there are a whole lot of people thinking in their mind, they are legends in their own mind. and They still may think they got the great athletic accomplishments that they used to have, but the truth of the matter, they really don't. I mean, they may, they may try to be all macho. I I can still do it. Truth is you don't. Not, not too many people 45 years later or as strong as they were 45 years earlier. But when God is preserving you for something special, God says, I'll keep you and I'll preserve you and here's the other thing he did. He protected him. Because without the fortification of a homeland, Caleb was vulnerable to the attacks of the enemies. Remember, he did not have a fortress in the mountains yet. <laughs> he lived from place to place. And God says, I'll preserve you. I'll protect you until I'm ready to bless you. Don't miss that, my brothers and sisters. While he waited, the Lord preserved and the Lord protected him. And here is the third and the final takeaway. The Lord rewarded him with what he desired. Mount Hebron. The Lord could have said, Caleb, look, I know I promised you that mountain, but that was 45 years ago. And a lot has happened in 45 years. Even perhaps the geography changed. But when you wait on the Lord, the Lord will preserve you and the Lord will give you what you desire. Yes, he will. I want to share the scripture that we shared on Sunday. Isaiah chapter 40 upstairs, if you can, and verse 31, the New Living Translation. Caleb received what he desired simply because he waited on the Lord. In fact, the NIV translation, I'm sorry, it's the NIV translation of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Listen to what it says. Hmm. But those whose hope in the Lord go to the New King James Version. NIV says whose hope is in the Lord. Here's what the King James says. But those who Wait, Thank you guys upstairs. You're the best on the Lord. Shall renew their strength. NIV, but those whose hope is on the Lord. Mm, God, my time is up because I can stay here for a while. Uh, NIV, but those whose hope is on the Lord will renew their strength. King James but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength waiting is hoping hoping in the Lord is waiting they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint but those that wait listen but those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength NIV translation but those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. King James, but those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. One said, but those that hope in the Lord. The other says, but those that wait upon the Lord. (laughs) Hoping is waiting. Waiting is hoping. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Here's the question as we prepare for this altar experience. Can you lift your voices and lift your hands and lift your heart to the Lord? Say to him, I don't mind waiting. Can you say that? Can you say to the Lord, I really don't mind waiting. You know my situation. Juanita Bynum wrote this very simple but powerful song. And here is your challenge to everyone under the sound of my voice, to everyone that's viewing these services. The challenge for you is to continue to wait. I take that personally. I must confess, Bill, that as you know and Mac and others, I have agonized and stressed over the fact, Lord, when are we going to get back to normal? When will I be able to open the doors of the Church and just let people flow in as they desire. But God said there's a virus out there and it's killing people. And He reminded us just last week that the church is not the building. <laughs> there are people that are being blessed right now. And I had to apply that to my life. But those that hope in the Lord. Whoo, <laughs> But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I don't know about you, but I've told the Lord I, I, I don't mind waiting. <laughs> I haven't always felt that way. In, in fact, I, I confess perhaps three weeks ago I, I didn't have that testimony. <laughs> Four weeks ago, five weeks ago I was anxious. <laughs> Seven weeks ago I was walking on pins and needles. Woo. But the last couple of nights, I've slept like a baby because God says, I got this. Woo. God says, I've got this. Woo. I know what I'm doing. And here's what I told the Lord. I don't know how long. I don't know. Jan, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. But if Caleb can wait 45 years, I can wait four more months, more weeks. I do whatever the Lord says do. Because I know at the end of this, I'll say, Lord, give me what you've promised. So come on and worship with us right now.
1: Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bill. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody worship
0: with us wherever you are. Stop what you're doing.
1: Wave. wave those hands in the air.
0: Yeah. Come on in. there's a reason God's got you in the position you're in Thomas Freeman in his book thank you for being late said it wasn't until I realized what I have a, had accomplished that I was able to trace it back to me being delayed by a conversation in the parking lot And now I realize that that delay had a purpose to it. Can I say something to you that delay does not mean denial? And just because you're delayed, it doesn't mean that you are denied. Here's what God said to me. God gave me this analogy, Bill, and you can appreciate this as often as you travel. Those of you that have traveled by planes, you know that there are times in which a plane runs into a storm. And and I remember I was flying back from somewhere getting into Columbia and as we were approaching Charlotte there was a major storm in Columbia. And so the pilot got on the microphone and says, "We're going to be delayed for a moment. We are here but we can't touch down because it's too dangerous." So I'll just circle around until it's safe. (laughs) Now, the impatient person said, I need to get home right away. But I thought in my mind, I'd rather be late and safe than to crash at the airport. And so God said to me as I was sitting in that plane, God says, sometimes your delay has a purpose. And I say to somebody right now There's a reason why God has you In a holding pattern There's a reason why Perhaps you are going around in circles What did Caleb do for those 40 of the 45 years He went around in circles in the wilderness not because Caleb was disobedient but because God had to get rid of all the negativity and God said it took me 40 years to get all the negative people dead I didn't just want to kill them all so I waited until they all died it took 40 years to get the negativity out and so although Caleb may have been older when he received this blessing it was sweeter Because all the negativity was gone. Over the last 10 weeks, over the next several months, God says, I'm waiting on some things in your life. Call us right now. If you need prayer, pick up the phone, 888-776-1238. Come on, once again, tell them I don't. I don't mind.
1: Oh, yes, somehow. somebody tell
0: them let us pray we are touching and agreeing virtually that you understand tonight there's a purpose for my delay there's a purpose for your waiting God has a blessing for you and I don't care how long it takes God said I will preserve and protect you until you're able to receive this blessing call this number right now let us pray for you amen I know it's not easy I know it is not easy but there's some prayer warriors (laughs) are ready to pray you through it right now let us pray eternal father we thank you we bless you Thank you for the testimony of Caleb thank you for the testimony of a man of God who had to wait 45 years before he can get Hebron the mountainous area but when he received it uh, he was well able to drive out the enemies and possess his promise some of us are in a holding pattern some of us have arrived at our destination, but we haven't touched down yet. Ooh. And you said, ah, thank you for this revelation. You said the reason we are going in circles, although we are at the destination, it is to wait the storm out. <laughs> it is to wait until the danger is gone. It is to wait until the negativity has died. Down. Thank you, Lord. I receive that I receive that blessing I receive that word somebody wherever they are right now are turning their life over to you someone wants to be saved help them call us Lord they can do it right now accept the Lord Jesus as their Savior confess with their mouth believe in their heart Paul says and they shall be saved we count it already done in Jesus name In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, I don't
1: mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. want to encourage you to go online and you will see the survey that's there. If you would take that survey for us and let us know what your feelings are. We are gauging uh, what your thoughts are and and then we would know what to pray for as it relates to you. Uh, Go online, take the survey, do it tonight. Amen. Call a friend, a neighbor, tell them to do it. Thank you so much for being a part of this virtual service. We thank God so very much. We have been blessed as a ministry. Every week between our two services, we've been averaging 13,000 plus people that have been viewing in. That's a blessing from the Lord. And so perhaps we are wondering at best in this worship center, we can only get 2,500, but yet we can reach thousands of people outside this building god says i don't need a building (laughs) i don't need a building god's got the airways amen and god's spreading the gospel all across the air where it's 13,000 and growing amen so thank you for being a part of what god is doing take that survey thank you for your gifts thank you for your contributions the special pentecost offering was sunday to the members of bible way Thank you so much for your faith offering. We are still on track to burn the mortgage. Let me say something to you before the benediction. Uh, One of our dear brothers said something to me, Deacon Marlon Waters, and I were talking Sunday. He said, Pastor, be encouraged because think about this. Who can testify that they can burn a mortgage in the midst of a pandemic? That has to be God. Amen. Because the devil said when the pandemic hit, Jan, the devil said, that's it. That mortgage won't ever get paid off. But I'm here to report that by November of 2020, we're going to shout the victory. And in the midst of a pandemic, we can burn the mortgage. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Thank you for trusting in the Lord. Close those eyes if you will. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us now tomorrow and forevermore and wherever you are say amen thank you again from the bottom of my heart to you we are so grateful and no matter how long it takes somebody asks you when is church gonna open again say when god gets ready okay when god gets ready god bless you have a wonderful night
2: everyone for their continuous financial support to the ministry of Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. It's offering time. Here are the following ways that you can give. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Our mission here at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road is to know God, to love, and to serve. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, especially our first-time viewers. If you haven't already, please be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to our live service. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. We would like to hear from you. Over the next few weeks, we will be conducting a survey to see how people feel about returning to in-person worship. Be on the lookout for an email or a phone call so you can share your feedback with us. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share to your page. And don't forget, for additional announcements and for more information, you can log on to our website at bwcar.org
0: this is pastor Daryl jackson thank you so much for joining us here at the bible way church of atlas road we are honored that you worship with us virtually share us with a friend with a neighbor with a co-worker thank god for the opportunity to join you as we all worship in the midst of this pandemic god still gets the glory again thank you for being a part of this worship experience May God bless you and your family.